are doing the Sermon on the Mount series, and uh, kind of the lines that I had uh, drawn out here in my sermon uh, outline and some, some talking points is stuff he just said. And uh, I'm always astounded by that, that it's uh, amazing what God wants to do if we'll listen. Amen. And sometimes there's confirmation. You've heard of confirmation, right? That you'll think something, be leaning towards something, believing something. God's Spirit is speaking to you about something. You're just not sure yet. You want to make sure that I'm hearing God's voice about this. And then somebody will come up and they'll confirm it. They'll say, wow, I think God is doing this. And you're like, that's exactly what I'm hearing. And I know now what to do. There's confirmation comes. And God does that through His Spirit. And He uses other people to confirm things in us what he wants to do through us so if you've never had anything confirmed expect it from God and be open to listen to what other people here have to say because they'll confirm things in you that the Holy Spirit is doing through you so I ask you to do that pray about things, seek God's face ask him to move in your life ask him to open up your heart to believe the impossible is possible with him so in this Sermon on the Mount uh, I, t I talked about last week is a is a thought provoking religion religion deflating life challenging section of scripture. So Matthew five six and seven in your Bible is a, a a few verses where that Jesus is standing up on a mountain and he begins to proclaim some truth that society hadn't heard before and he's bringing about some new things and he's talking and people are listening and Jesus used that and, and it's the Sermon on the Mount you may have heard of it before the Sermon on the Mount Sermon on the Mount what is it? Matthew 5, 6, and 7 go there read it I've, I've challenged you to do that during the next few weeks here and it breaks down religion being religious is not enough you can be religious about going to ball games you can be religious about doing some things and continuing to do them daily activities that you do I'm religious about when I brush my teeth in the morning it's first. Amen? Ain't nobody want no stinky breath running around. I brush my teeth first. I'm religious about that. I want to brush my teeth first. That's what I'll do. So you can be religious about a lot of things. Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, broke down some people's religion and said, that's not what it's about. Come on, somebody. Churches are guilty of saying, it's my way or the highway when it needs to be Jesus' way, amen? That we open up our heart, we open up our platform, we open up everything we are and say, Jesus, do it your way. And if you want to change me, change me. If you want to speak something different through me today, speak something different through me today. That's what Jesus did. So in 2,000 words and 107 verses, based in the King James translation, Jesus transformed his disciples' understanding of the meaning and the purpose of life. Think about that. 2,000 words changed the destiny of the world through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. These truths that he spoke, we know that these truths to be self-evident, that all men created equal. And we, we know our Constitution speaks some things to us. And we hold some things to be truth. But the things Jesus spoke in these three chapters, these 2,000 words, these 107 verses, radically changed the universe think about that that's Jesus's ability to speak on topics that people had some questions about and guess what the church should be doing today what Michael just said we've got the answers to Sam's problem that's sitting in his home right now troubled 
you sitting in your chair right there today have some answers through the gospel of Jesus who radically transforms lives. Can somebody say amen? Has Jesus touched you? Did he not lift a, a weight off your shoulders just a week ago? Did you not just pray to him and say, Jesus, forgive me and save me? And all of a sudden, just like the weight of the world lifted off your shoulders. That transforming power is available to all creation. Jesus come to save. And he is seeking to save those that are lost. And it's amazing to me that he done it in just this very short few chapters in the Bible. And it's amazing. We can't go through all these 2,000 words here in the next few weeks. I just want to break down a few of them. I told you that. In this three-part series, I hope and pray for some results to happen that happened for Jesus. He was talking to 12 individual disciples, and he had them sitting down on his hillside. But guess what? A lot of other people circled around him. I told you that last week. You're an influential bunch of people here at the bridge. When you share your Facebook post or when you go on there and say, God did this for me this week, people are watching your life. Amen? People are understanding, wow, I wonder if God will do that for me too. You can be a disciple of Jesus, and it's opening up your life to do that. Jesus desired to sit and teach, and we talked last week about the Beatitudes and, and some of those things, and he, he taught on prayer, the Lord's Prayer that we know is in this Sermon on the Mount that he taught them how to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, help me with honor. He, he goes through that, and he teaches them how to pray, his disciples sitting there that day. He taught them about some things that you've heard it said this way, but you've heard an eye for an eye. But I say unto you, and as you're reading through these verses, you see that, wow, Jesus breaks down some truths that the Old Testament made hard and the law made impossible. And Jesus is saying, but I say unto you this way. And he said, I didn't come to tear down that law. I come to fulfill that law. Amen. Jesus changed everything. If the Old Testament would have worked, he would have never had to come. We'd still be living in Judaism today, but guess what? It wouldn't fulfill the things and the requirements of God, that there needed to be a sacrifice of purity that the law could not do. You could bring a lamb, you could bring some pigeon, you could bring some doves, you could bring some things to sacrifice, but it only atoned and put it off for another year. But Hebrews says this, that our great high priest when he offered his blood once and for all. I don't have to bring a sheep with me to church. I don't have to bring some cattle with me down here to sacrifice. I don't have to bring in some... It isn't about what you're bringing now. It's about what he brought to you. Amen. Jesus cleaned my life up. Isn't that exciting in this church today? Are you alive out here? Come on with me. Jesus cleaned up my life. I was a mess, amen. I had some stumbling blocks. I had some issues that I had going. I couldn't fix them, but Jesus can. Isn't that awesome? Stand in awe of you. The song said a minute ago, we need that. Sermon on the Mount. I want to read this to you. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. This is a New Living Translation. 
You are the salt of the earth. Everybody say that with me. You are the salt of the earth. Now I want you to tell your neighbor sitting there beside you, look over at him and say, you are the salt of the earth. Wow. How many love some salt? Amen. My mom won't use salt on anything. So go up, body's neat, everything's unsalted, you better get your salt shaker. I'm just promising you right now. Joe Don, literally, we went a couple times with her this weekend because during this training and all this, and, and man, she she uses some salt. She likes it a lot. So she's probably pretty salty here today. Uh, blood is probably full of it. Um, how about them crackers? Amen. Amen. If you ever go eat with me, you'll see how much I love crackers. I love crackers. They're the best thing ever. They, they, they got salt on them, some of them. But we went and ate that seafood every day. Man, they brought out some awesome crackers. They didn't have no salt on them. They was good without it. Amen. I love crackers. Crackers are awesome. Amazing. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? And bad salt is not good salt. Amen. So bad Christians are not good Christians. Ooh. Get back up off of me, Jesus. Back up a little bit. You're getting up too close now, honey. Don't don't come over here. Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot, and it's worthless. Hopefully there's no worthless Christians in here. Amen. Bridge people, you're better than that. Then Jesus said, You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. These are some really good verses. I believe that we could come up with a sermon series that would last the rest of the year just off of that right there alone. I really believe that. There is a lot to unpack here. So i got about eight minutes to do it. We're going to get through it. It's going to be fine. So the key is, I think, to this is you to understand and what dumbfounded the disciples that were sitting there on that mountain listening to Jesus that day was, he said, you are. He didn't say you will become or you might be later on. He said you are. If you change your mindset and let the Holy Spirit be the Lord and Master of your life here on this earth, that Jesus comes in and works through the Holy Spirit and moves you to do things that you wouldn't do on your own, greater is he that is within me than he that's in this world. Amen? Guess who's in this world? It's the devil. Greater is he that's inside of here. When I accept Jesus and he comes in and the Holy Spirit takes up residence in my heart, in my spirit, man, there's something powerful come and take place right there. Amen? So as I go out in this world, I can look at this world and say, I can't and I wish I could and I'd try that if this and if that and all that. My apprenticeship teacher used to say this all the time. He said, if if and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Because everybody's about that. If, well, if, and, you know, but, and we use these words. It's like to get out, you know, just, I don't have to deal with that no more. If, you know. I think Jesus is taking that out of the equation here. Right? So, Dennis, you're sitting back here thinking, well, I don't know. Pastor Ben can get up there and speak. But if, or, or but, I would do that, but, or what if? 
we would once and for all decide in our hearts today that Jesus is saying to me, you are. You have no idea the power that you possess as a Christian. I promise you, I promise you have no idea how powerful the Holy Spirit is. I think the Holy Spirit is so powerful that he can raise the dead. Anybody believe that? You can't read that Bible and believe that he's not capable. Jesus walked into that little baby girl laying there dead, tells her, rise up. She's got to get up. Jesus walks up to a tomb of one of his best friends named Lazarus and says, rise up, come out of there. Come on out, Lazarus. Come forth. And guess what? Lazarus had to come forth. Why? Because the power of the Holy Spirit present in this world changed everything. Amen. So as we see this happening, and Jesus says, you are. He didn't say, I am. He did later on. Jesus, even God in the Old Testament said, I am that I am. When Moses said, who sent me? I am that I am sent you. Now, here's somebody, God in the flesh, born of a virgin, raised in a, in a Jewish home, raised in Israel, standing on a mountainside, not saying I am, but saying you are. And if we would get a church house full of people here today, believe that God is capable to move through you as much as he was through Billy Graham what would happen one could put a thousand to flight two could put ten thousand scripture says what would go on in our community if we believed yes I'm an integral part of this deal I'm not going to leave it up to Pastor Ben or Pastor Leslie or Pastor Dusty I'm not going to leave it up to everybody else just to go out and, and be the witnesses to our community. We're all going to do it together. I'm sitting here telling you today, as Jesus was sitting on that mountain and saying, you are, I'm here today to tell you, you are. This ain't the Ben show. This is the Bridge Church. This isn't Ben's church. This is your church. Amen. It's yours. Take care of it like you take care of your Take care of it like you take care of your car. Some of you need to take better care of your cars, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Leslie gets mad at me how I take care of my car. She don't like it that I leave McDonald's bags in the back floor for three days. And I'll get to them later. It'll be all right. Paul the Apostle went, and we read just a few months ago about 1 Corinthians chapter 13, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 22, he said, I've become all things to all men that by all means I may save some. What Michael was talking about a few minutes ago was saying, what are we willing to use as a church, as a congregation, and how far are we willing to go to make sure that everybody in our community or within our reach hears about this man that saved our life. How much effort are we willing to put in to sit behind a computer screen and making sure to share it? And, and Jodon, I told her yesterday during our training, she challenged us. It's scary, I'm telling you right now. When, when I used to come in here and preach and there was just a group of people in here and 
I can say whatever I want. Joe Darn comes in, flops down, and gets out a cell phone, goes on Facebook Live, and he got me sitting. I'm like, what? I'd rather go home and edit some of it out, right? I, I want a little bit of liberty here to, to take some stuff back or something, you know. Just Facebook Live. And it, 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 people started responding. People started messaging on there. Pray for me about this. It already is working. And it takes us being challenged sometimes to step out of our comfort zone, even the preacher, and saying, I'm willing to do even more. Right now, we're Facebook streaming right now live, and there's people watching live right now. There's some people messaged this morning and said, we can't make it today, car this, car that, and I'm going to watch online. They are here with us even though they're not in this room. How many can we reach if we allow God to do it? Because of people like Michael and people like Joe Don and people challenging us to say, do more. Paul said, I become all things to all people that I might just win some. We're not going to win all of them. But why not do as much as we can? Amen? Whether it's Tabor offering her with the creative team, with Brittany and them, and it, it, it's amazing what we're able to do collectively. I can draw a stick, man. If you need that, I, I, I can hook you up. I mean, I can draw a pretty good stick man. I can draw feet on him. Sometimes he can put shoes. You know, I can get a little, little 3D-ish sometimes. But artsy people, I'm not artsy. But there's artsy people in the room that God can use your talent to make slides that gets put up on the screen. It makes the experience better. Let's all use our said to his disciples one time with me, it'll be beneficial that I go away because you're going to do greater things than I do. You're going to do greater things than I do. He raised the dead. Amen. He, he calls blind eyes to be opened. He calls deaf ears to hear. He said you'll do greater things than these. How many believe that? God is capable. He's well able, amen, to do through me the ministry that he wants to do, whatever that is. And salvation is one of the greatest benefits of all time. Amen. It's a miracle. You know that, that salvation is a miracle? You was going to go and die in hell if Jesus hadn't hung on that cross. It's a miracle that you get to go to heaven. And Jesus used a mountain to reach a bigger crowd. We're grateful to have Michael here to help us in media reach a bigger crowd. I'm confident if Jesus was alive today that he would use whatever means necessary to reach as many as he could to get his message of his life-saving power out to the masses. And he told the story. You're the salt of the earth. You are. Everybody say, you are. The salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. When you're in children's church and you're little, they teach you a song, right? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Yeah, right? This 
a lot of my you get to and I loved it, you know, when some kids, if you had a real cool kids pastor, maybe they'd bring you in a candle and you get burn it or you know, they don't trust kids with candles, so get them a little flashlight, do something, come on now. And you're sitting there a little kid like, Oh yeah, I'm light. Mm-hmm. Not gonna hide it under a bushel Yeah. God wants us not to hide behind the four walls of this church. He don't want you hiding behind the four walls of your life. Come on, somebody. Live the life Jesus has for you to live in your workplace. Is that easy, Dennis? Is it easy to go down to a construction job and just walk out in there in a tough world where everybody's cussing and kicking and banging and, you know, hollering, screaming and all this going on? You're out there. Well, I, I, I give my life to Jesus this week. You just tell one, right? I, I'll, I'll whisper it to this one. I'll just let you know. I just I went to church this weekend. Man, it was awesome. Everybody else out there cussing and ranting and raving going on. The Bible tells us to be bold as lions and harmless as doves. Amen? What's that mean? Walk up in your job site. Amen? I'm a newborn creation in Christ Jesus. Amen? I have the power of the Holy Spirit in me. Amen? And I'm going to walk out in there and what? Guess what? I'm a Christian. They're going to look at you. Oh, he's one of those right. Yep. Give him a month. He'll be over. It dumbfounds me how many people walk up to me that I haven't seen for a decade or something. You still preaching? <laughs> yeah, I took this for life. It's a lifetime job. Yeah, when I said, Jesus, use me, I'm in it for life, Ernie. I, I'm not going to give up. Amen. Pastor Wells said that last week. It's awesome. I love that. You still preaching? Yeah, yeah I think I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll, stay, I'll hang, hang, hang with it a little bit longer. I've got a couple more months, you know. I'll, I'll retire or something. No not going to happen. I'm not hiding my light under no bushel. Yeah, still still like Pastor Wells. He, he was right here and, you know, about came off his platform and he, he danced it off. He, he saved himself. Todd loved it. Todd was laughing. Yeah, he said, Todd's like, oh, awesome. He, he saved that. Good. He, he, put, he pulled, a, pulled a dance move. I'm not doing that. I'll, 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 I'll get a knock a hip out or something. But this little light of mine, I won't let it, I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. You are the light of the world. Jesus said that to you. If he told those 12 disciples sitting on that hillside on this Sermon on the Mount, you are, he's still speaking. How many believes this word is still true? How many believes that this stuff in red, that Jesus said it to you? You are. Jesus is saying that to you today just like he said it to them. You are. I want you to believe that, and I want you to use that. So what I'm saying is, and this is what Jesus is saying about the lie of the world. He's saying, your Facebook account, I need the password to that. He can have it. You know that Instagram account you got? You know that? Jesus wants your password. Snapchat? Anybody, anybody in the room got Snapchat? He, he wants your account. And he wants to use it for his glory through you. The testimony that Michael was talking about, you speaking what God has done and what God is doing and how he is transforming your life is a powerful, powerful thing. It will change the world around you if you'll give him access to these dimensions that he has gave us today. How many's got a cell phone? I want to raise a hand. How many got a cell phone? 
how he's got a cell phone. Wow, that's amazing. Man, you talk about a transfer on the world. That's, that's changed on night. I remember the time I had a stupid cell phone. Everybody looking at him poking and gouging. Now you look at how he's back here poking and gouging. Me and Eric Kirby done the same thing as years ago. You know Eric and me and his making fun of all of our friends. You know, flip phones back then. Like, I'll never have one of them. Next thing you know, walking around with pagers on her side. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. But just hold out as long as you can. My cell phone, that list of contacts in it, give it to God. You got to talk to whoever you want to. If you want to use me to do it, please do so. What if you'd wake up every morning and look through your Facebook account? You look through and you see somebody hurting. And you don't just put a little praying hands or you don't just say, I will pray for you. But you actually bow your head and say, Heavenly Father. I ask that you render heaven and come down and you move on these people's life and you move on their circumstances and you change the world they're living in. Guess what? He inhabits the praise. Start praising him, start praying and ask him to come. Guess what? He's coming. I believe it. You are that powerful through the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 But you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and all Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's all true. church don't need your old money. <laughs> Joe Don is calling out everybody. I did forget. I did forget and Leslie forgot too and she actually texted me and said make sure that Kaylee takes up the offering. So thank you. Yeah. So everybody giving today don't blame Pastor Ben. Just points to Joe Don. You are the one that did that. We's going to get out of here today for free. Awesome. We would we do want to bless Michael though, and if you uh, have in your heart to give a special offering, we'd we'd love for you to do that. The church wants to bless him because he took time out of his uh, life to he, he left occupations to go into ministry. He was a children's church pastor, and he's worked in church and youth group pastor. He's been a lot of different roles, assistant pastor. He's done a lot of different things. Just a couple years ago, God started knocking on his heart and said, "You're going to do something different." He had no idea what that meant. knows you have to trust God sometimes when he says move and you got to move when you don't even know what to do and Pastor Michael went and talked to his pastor and said pastor I feel like God's calling me to do something I have no idea what it is I don't even know what it means but he's telling me it's time to move and he talked about how that this pastor broke his heart really that I, I, I don't want to lose anybody I love everyone y'all but if God calls you to move you got to move pastor blessed it. Michael ends up going out in ministry. Next thing you know, his district says, hey, you're good at that media stuff. Why don't you why don't you go into missionary, be a missionary to go help churches with media? You think he had any idea in his mind that he'd be coming to northern Kentucky and looking at the beautiful Ohio River and finding out about a little some redneck hill jack people he'd have never known about a brick oven pizza he'd have never known about the Carter house 
had no idea when God called him. But the second he stepped out on faith, he said, God, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I'm not going to hide my light under a bushel. I'm not going to hide behind a sound booth somewhere and just do media the rest of my life. He's willing to step out. He did. And guess what? It was right before COVID hit. Do you know how many churches he has helped? go online, little bitty small churches, some of them with 15 people, he said, that barely can get on Facebook Live with a cell phone, somebody, and a bunch of older people sitting in a room that couldn't hear their pastor preach, but somehow Michael's been able to help them. Only God knows the future. Only God knows what to call you to do. The bridge needs you. God needs you. shine before the world so that all the world will see the goodness of the Heavenly Father that's in you. Who are you? Who are you? Won't you just bow your head and close your eyes if you will. Heavenly Father, I come to you God, I know that you're moving in this place today. I feel the power of your Holy Spirit transforming lives in this room. And God, I know that you're causing people to think outside the box of the normalcy of their life. Lord, that they felt so confined that they've been trained in religion and they've been trained in churchism and they, they feel like, God, that, they, that it was only a certain way. But God, today you're opening up our minds to say you're bigger this. God, I pray today that your Holy Spirit would move in the hearts of every person in this room. And God, if there's anybody here that don't know you as their Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit, I invite you, come. Heavenly Father, come and knock on their heart's door. say in your word that you want to come in and sup with them and you'll stand at the door and knock but you also say that it's our job to open the door and allow you to come in you're a perfect gentleman you won't beat down a door you wait for us to respond God if there's people in this room today that don't know you I pray they would have the courage to respond in this moment. God, if there's people watching on our live stream this morning that don't know you, maybe their name's Sam. God, I pray today that they would give their life to you and they would respond today. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking ask you, if you're in this room today and you sense that God is knocking on your door and he's saying, come unto me all you that are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. If that's you, I want you to just lift your hands and say, that's me. Amen. 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 They're all over the room. Amen. Come. Jesus is coming and he's taking refuge in your heart right now.
because when you open your heart's door and you say come in and take up residence in my heart he will and he already has when you lifted your hand and you responded he is there it's very simple it says in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 for us to be saved that all we need to do is believe that Jesus died on a cross for our sins that he was dead and he was raised again and believe that in our heart and if we would confess with our mouth that he's our Lord that we shall be saved so if that's all you got to do Jesus I believe that you are the Savior of the world and I confess it right now and I'm accepting you to be my Lord and Savior that's the prayer of your heart words don't have to be perfect because he's perfect if that's your heart's prayer you're as saved as you'll ever be in that moment and I know that that has happened in this room today when you lifted your hand and said save me from myself I know he know my heavenly father father I thank you for the people in this room and for those on the live stream that has responded today God I pray today that as you take up residence in their heart that you would transform their life that the Holy Spirit would take up and he would begin to do a work and God the weight that they feel lifting off their shoulders right now those that are perplexed those that are troubled those that have some issues going on Lord that you would take the cares of this world away Lord, that you would solidify that your son Jesus saved them from hell's damnation and heaven is to be their home forever in eternity. God, make it real to their mind, make it real to their heart as your word says you will. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, everybody say amen.